Across the street from the Texas State Capitol in Austin, this is the Trey Blocker Show, starring Charlie Hodge and Trey Blocker, with today's guest, Doug Coors. And here's Trey Blocker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trey Blocker Show. It is a sunny day in Austin, Texas, 90 degrees and beautiful, and the surf is up. The surf is up? What do you mean? The surf is up. Are you you chartering a plane? (laughs) Are we going somewhere exotic? Well, you know, our special guest today is Mr. Doug Coors, uh, founder, creator of Inland Surf Park here in Austin, Texas. And you can actually catch waves in Austin, Texas now. How about that? Well, you know, I think I'd heard of this. I'm glad you're here, Doug. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. It's I didn't realize he was going to draw me into such a, a snare there in the beginning, <laughs> but um, my wife is a huge fan of your business, Inland Surf uh, Park. Thank you. Yeah, we had a, a very short season last year, but uh, we were able to get open and share some waves with some wonderful people from Austin and, and around the world. So it's fantastic. So and for our audience out there, Inland is spelled in. L-A-N-D. So it's N-L-A-N-D.com. Is that right? Uh, inland.com is actually the Netherlands. So we had, <laughs> we had to add the surf park on the end of it. So it's inlandsurfpark.com. Yeah, In, minus the I. Inlandsurfpark.com. So tell us, give us the history. Um, Doug, I, I'm sure before we get too much into the surf park, how many times in a given day when you introduce yourself to people does, do some, does somebody go, do you make beer? <laughs> well, usually it's not the do you make beer. It's usually are you the course? And I was like, well, what does that mean, you right. know, to me? But uh, yes, yeah, so um, I'm actually a fifth generation descendant of uh, Adolf Coors, the founder of uh, Coors Brewing Company, um, Adolf Coors Company originally now uh, Molson Coors, uh, where it stands today. And it, it would seem that um, a dreamer would be required to start a, a beer company that large. And you, you must be a dreamer to decide to put waves where they don't belong. Yeah, well, I, that, it's actually true. I kind of feel a little bit like I'm following in, in his footsteps, although I never uh, really knew him. I've heard stories about him. Um, but it is, uh, I do feel like I have a little bit of pioneering spirit in me and wanting to, uh, try and do stuff that, that hasn't been done before. I think it's a little bit of who I am and, uh, extremely excited to have the opportunity to, to try and do that here. So you fell in love with surfing about 27 years ago. How did that happen? I was, uh, I was graduating college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And the, the getting a job wasn't number one. (laughs) So uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, kind of enrolled a friend into trying. My dream, actually, when I was a kid, was to go to get to Australia, and that was mm-hmm. uh, based on the Alexander's "No Good, Very Horrible, Bad Day" um, book. Um, <laughs> well, I was a little bit of a pessimist when I was younger, and so is it really? You're, I'm just going to go to Australia. Yeah, that was it. And so <laughs> I thought that was the end show all, them all. end all be all for me is to get to Australia. So I had enrolled a friend of mine to go to Australia with me after I graduated college so i called him up when i graduated said hey let's go to australia he said that's winter there let's go to hawaii (laughs) i said okay so i went to hawaii for uh, a few months and got a job at a a dive shop i had just gotten my dive certificate so uh, i was able to find a job there bought a surfboard and i went surfing every day for three months well prior to that did you live in colorado i mean you got you mean you got your dive certificate when you got to hawaii 
No, I got my dive certificate in Lake McConaughey, Nebraska, which was interesting <laughs> because uh, the visibility was essentially zero. So you have an instructor holding on to your ears trying to tell you what to do. But So uh, now, now, I'm, that. now I'm thoroughly confused. You got your Bachelor's of Science degree in Engineering Physics, so you're not exactly dumb, are you, Doug? Well, I don't consider myself <laughs> dumb, but uh, in some ways I'm dumb um, and sometimes a, a little bit maybe naive. But, uh, no, I, I was always kind of in the gifted and talented programs as a kid. Everyone thought of me as super smart, and uh, really math came pretty easy to me. And philosophy is one of those things I've always wondered how things got to be. So engineering physics was kind of a perfect meld of all that so you got your degree in engineering physics from the colorado school of mines um where, where, where did nebraska fit into this <laughs> it was the only lake that was available to the dive instructors um huh. it was either lake mcconaughey or go up to a extremely cold lake up in colorado in the, in the mountains mm, so doesn't sound good yeah so that's how i ended there so you get your dive certificate and then automatically get hired at a dive shop to instruct people on how to dive i was not a dive instructor (laughs) but i knew enough about diving to sell product and masks and fins and snorkels and it was really more of that than it was uh, diving but i got to go along on the dive trips and run bottles through the boat and fill things up and do all that stuff so i was kind of an apprentice so so this was on maui this was on maui yeah i had a um, short stint on maui and after about three months i ended up going to australia finished that part winter was over yeah, <laughs> so it's time to go finish this trip. Well, let me ask you: When you took off, were you kind of was this like a go find yourself? You know, you're out of college, and were you expected to come back and jump into the family business? No, as a matter of fact, I think most of us are encouraged to not jump into the family business. <laughs> we um, we all have you know, family businesses are tough. Um, they're nice in a lot of ways, but but it becomes difficult when when you're dealing with very serious issues with your family and trying to not offend people as much as you might if you weren't family. So it's uh, it's taught me a lot about uh, the word respect, which I hold highly now, um, being in the family business. But What do you mean, Respe- uh, as far as respect? Uh, like, what did you think it was before? Uh, more reverence. <laughs> um, and then you get to know people and you, you have a lot of respect for them and then maybe they falter a little or, or don't... Uh, hold up to what you had in your head that they might be but family i think shows you a lot of that right family you learn that maybe your your dad isn't the the greatest hero that you thought he was when you were four or five um or your brother or your uncle or your sister or whatever have you and people you know this is kind of waves of life hit you and you react differently and so um kind of the analogy is that you learn how to surf them or you can keep getting beaten up by the waves. So. Roll with them. Nice. So, that's, so okay. where, where did you go in Australia? I went uh, and toured the East Coast. Okay. I started in Sydney and went up the East Coast and then uh, went back to Sydney for a little bit and over to Melbourne. So did you surf Manly Beach, Bondi? Where'd you surf? Surfed right Manly and Bondi. Um, didn't surf much uh, up the coast. I never went surfing on the Gold Coast. Um, it was more about touring Australia, and it was a little bit to find myself and yeah, to see what it was all about. I had never um, been out of the country, never been on my own. Um, you know, just trying to find a bank so you can get some. Uh, <laughs> traveler's checks or whatever it was at the time. Right. So this would have been the 80s, I guess. 
This was think. in uh, 90, 91. 91, okay. So just into the 90s, uh, Tipper Gore would have been everywhere. <laughs> what, was, what was the hair situation? You're now an official surfer traveling the world surfing in exotic locations. Yeah, just a clue you in our... You don't have the high and tight, I'm sure. Yeah, like, just yeah, a cl- yeah. clue in our audience, Doug's haircut right now is... is he it's looks like he just one. got out of the, out, <laughs> out of the, the Marine one, Corps. Yeah. Yeah. the number yeah. one. So... What was your hair like when you were cruising Australia surfing? So I left with probably uh, a haircut about like this, and and then by the time I came back from Australia, it was pretty long. So nice, know, nice. Eventually got out to shoulder length, but uh, that didn't last very long. Huh. It was a pain in the butt. We're gonna have to get on Google see if we can find some pictures <laughs> of that. Um, what's so, your day to day as a surfer? Like when you've decided, hey, I'm traveling in my my main dedication to surfing are you like all day long in the morning in the evenings or do you just kind of like what well, was your day to day yeah for a sur- for me a, a surf day was just trying to find people to go surf with more <laughs> than it was about okay i'm gonna go do this or that and a lot of it is you know what surfing is like when you go somewhere where you're not accustomed to if you don't know the people there you don't know the break that well you don't know um where the swells or some of the dangers are and so uh, would never really would travel out just by myself to go try something where I thought the waves might be good. I usually try and find somebody to show me around, show me the ropes. So you don't end up on some coral. I've done that, and it doesn't feel good. Well, in Australia, you got a couple other issues to contend with: great white sharks and box jellyfish. Yes, right? both. Th- those 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 aren't. Did you encounter either? Never encountered a great white, and never encountered a box jellyfish. But I did encounter sharks. But they were harmless. Uh, but they weren't great whites. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that keeps some people from surfing, right? It's just that innate, inherent fear that you can't get out of your head that something's going to come up from the bottom. And the Jaws get, song. Get, yeah. Gets you. But it's yeah. not an unreasonable fear, really, no. if you think about it. It is when you're in Lake Austin. My dad used to wake <laughs> us up at real early because, you know, if you go skiing at 6 a.m., the water's just glass and you have the whole place to yourself. And my brother was a great skier i went along for the ride i wanted to you know try and do my best but man 6 a.m floating out there waiting for the boat to turn around i just all i can think is i know there's not a shark in here but i feel like something's gonna get me (laughs) yeah there are things in the in the water all kinds of animals but um yeah shark there's not it's not an unrational fear of sharks i don't think well you're right it's not unrational but you're a math guy statistically speaking you're more likely to get in a car accident than get bit by a shark yeah or probably struck by lightning Correct. at some point Correct. Correct. so and if you do it doesn't have to be the end i'm looking up her name because i wish i knew it oh, she's Beth, one of my Bethany Hamilton. yes yeah, yeah. i mean incredible she's movie. the most impressive and just natural born role model there's ever been my, my daughter and i were watching something with her on it and my daughter who's five she was like you know she commented why does she only have one arm? And I told her, and she was like, first off, a shark bit her arm off. And I said, but look, she's surfing again. She didn't let it, you know, it discourage her. She she figured out how to keep doing it. And I just thought, that woman is the most impressive human being. She's super impressive. Have you met her? I have not met her, but I will tell you a short story about her. So I have a friend whose daughter lost an arm um, on an ATV trip hmm. in Mexico, and she was the next day flown back to Colorado, uh, I believe at the children's hospital there. And I called Bethany's uh, agent to say, hey, can you reach out to this 
friend of mine who's at Children's Hospital, and, and uh, the agent said she already has. <gasps> Are you kidding me? No. That's how impressive she was. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is impressive. <laughs> everything I read about <laughs> her is just, I mean, it, it's unreal. I mean, she is just a beyond believable human being. So what was the movie called about her? Do you, re, do you remember? It was an incredible Dennis Quaid movie. was in it. And it everybody, was, everybody needs, needs to watch that movie. It's just a good human interest story. I'm sorry. I'm blanking. Yeah. On it I'm right blanking now. on it too. <laughs> We're the we're we're, we're, we're this is not movie phone. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> Nobody pulled up the Google fast enough. But all they need is her name. They'll find it. And um, so and say her, her name real again. Story. Say her name again, Charlie. Bethany. Bethany. Bethany Ann. Bethany Hamilton. 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 So Doug, you've you've surfed all over the world. You've surfed in Spain, Nicaragua, Mexico, Costa Rica, Australia, and other places. Um, one of my favorite documentaries is, I'm sure, is the favorite documentary of anyone who likes to surf is Endless Summer. Absolutely. I didn't really think Endless Summer 2 was that great, but uh, <laughs> Endless Summer was incredible. Was that running through your head as you're traveling around surfing? Uh, it's a classic, but to be honest, it, it wasn't. I'm, um, I, for whatever reason, my memory is pretty... Uh, sparse sometimes sometimes i have incredible memory and sometimes i don't so i even have a hard time recalling golf holes from a course that i played yeah, you know I five I or ten times so yeah. i i didn't sit there and recall the endless summer wave or where they went but um but it certainly recalled the vibe and the, the whole journey and the whole reason that that they were out you know trying to find waves everywhere and, and just the way they loved life and we're all about the moment so that's it really is a spiritual experience that's an interesting thing about surfing i think more than a lot of other sports is it really does embrace a spiritual uh, aspect that i think that's why surfers are so passionate about surfing right mm-hmm. right well part of it's mind-blowing i mean just the the sit when just the the act of, of participating in the sport you're sitting out there just the repetition of the waves, it just, your mind starts thinking about the awesomeness of mother nature and just the ferocity of it. And it, 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 it's hard not to be spiritual because it makes you think, right. where does all this come from? And you, know, all the life below you and just around you and just the pain and, and joy you, you feel from that. And when you were out there, can you draw a line back to maybe when you're the kernel or the, the seed was planted for inland? I mean, you love surfing, you want to help other people surf, but was it 27 years ago? You're like, I'm going to bring this to a dry place. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's just, uh, I think it's a very common dream for anyone who surfs who doesn't live near the ocean. Uh, You just don't get to do it enough. You miss it. You uh, understand, you know, the, the spiritual value of being out there and being and letting go of yourself to nature basically one of nature's most powerful forces and um not having that you know in colorado we have the mountains and they're phenomenal incredible and uh i think i think i snowboard a lot and that draws a very similar really similar uh type of vibe um but i always miss the waves i miss the ocean i miss dipping myself in the ocean um mm. whenever i'd get to california i'd always try and find an excuse if i wasn't trying to go surf just to go jump in the ocean and rinse off and get out sure uh, so. do you get that sensation when you jump in the water at inland 
I think well, a, I think a ocean, little bit. You, you don't get this exactly the same, but you get a, a feeling that there's a lot of energy in the water, and you can feel the energy in the the people, and you see you know hundreds of people smiling ear to ear that they can't believe this thing exists, and that they can come come enjoy it. So, so you have created a surf park in Austin, Texas, where people can can go surf and not have to travel three or four eight hours to catch a wave in an ocean. So, how did you come up with this idea? Uh, the idea has been, it's been around for a long time. As a matter of fact, there's been several surf parks, uh, around the world that have been tried over time, um, uh, using traditional, what we call traditional wave making technology, um, uh, that is used every day at water parks all the way to, uh, you know, you can search the internet and probably find some, some goofy movies of, of guys trying to figure out how to make waves. Um, so it's, it's trying to get that um on demand kind of thing because that's the one thing missing in surfing is that uh you just it's up to the weather and the, the moon and the stars and and the day you have off of work so that's what it's up to <laughs> right. one ambition too i mean before i met you today i was i was kind of thinking about what you accomplished and part of me it kind of boiled down to this basic premise someone who has this idea you'd think man You'd have to love surfing and have a boatload of dough. Did it ever dawn on you? You're like, wait a second. I'm a guy who loves surfing, and I have a boatload of dough. I think I could do this. Wave technology, yeah, let's bring it on. Uh, I guess it's slightly. Uh, the, the Not to be crass yeah. or gauche about no, it, but it's the, like, I mean, that's what it takes. If if, if, if Jimmy the window washer wanted to make inland skate park, or I mean wave park, he wouldn't be able to do it. He might love surfing, but you had, I mean, it's a passion to take it from an idea and knowing that you could be considered one of these goofballs who tried and had this other like crazy internet scheme of a wave park. And it just, it's more of a risk than, uh, than some people might think. It's a huge risk. And I, I just feel blessed that I had the opportunity to, to put it all together and it didn't come together really as maybe as seamlessly as everyone might think. So it w it was certainly a journey even getting to the point where we could, you know, break ground. Describe the place, yeah, so people either get a visualization of what it what it is. Yeah, and that's one of the hardest things I've had for for the last several years because even when you take a video of it, you can't get an idea of really what it's like. It's that's right. it's a enormous body of water. It's fourteen acre lake. Um, I don't know if people know what acres are, but for those of you in Austin, it's the distance between first and south Congress bridges. Put it in terms about of football the fields. Width. It's <laughs> about the that's width what Texans of, yeah. understand. <laughs> it's it's ten football fields in area. Right. So it's enormous. Uh, we generate the wave essentially in the middle of the lagoon, which is a six foot face, and then as the wave uh, propagates out towards the sides, if you think of a cell phone shape, it kind of goes down the middle of your cell phone, and the waves propagate out to the side, similar to um, what a ski boat would do, make a wake. And we shape the bottom so that it curls the wave up in very uh, surfing-friendly wave with a couple of barrel sections that you can get in if you're if you're quite good. And other than that, we reform the wave for uh, intermediate and and even people that have never surfed before. We, it's probably the best place on the planet to learn how to surf, uh, without a doubt. And uh, and you saw my uh, last I guess it was six months ago. You saw my very uh, basic surfing skills. Um, but uh, it does, it, it lends itself to all levels of 
of uh, expertise from the from the experts, which you've had professional surfers out there who have said it's a great wave, on down to folks who have never surfed before and want to give it a try, and so they can learn to surf out there. Yes, it's really unique to be able to have you know world class surfers and never ever surfers in the same body of water sharing the same uh, place and waves and being able to hang out and share the stories afterwards. Sure. It's, doesn't exist. Really. And the other amazing thing about it is if you go to Costa Rica or Australia and you paddle out to surf, you know, you, you may catch a set of waves and then you may sit there for 20, 30 minutes, depending on how good of a day it is. You're out there for a while trying to catch some waves. But at Inland Surf Park, you catch a wave, you paddle back out to the middle, and you have another wave coming in about two minutes, right? Yeah, we... we run waves every two minutes um and we're working on whether we can run them uh, more frequently we can run them actually as frequently as you want uh it depends on the quality of the wave that we're trying to achieve but every two minutes when you have a 35 second wave is really about a minute and 20 seconds when you're when the wave stops so you know you got to paddle a depending on your ride anywhere from 100 to 200 yards in in a minute 20 seconds so you can really book it out there and get tired quickly no doubt. And that's one thing I remember about doing it is after, and I'm, I'm in, I think, fairly good shape. After an hour, I was exhausted, just absolutely exhausted. I don't think I could move the next day either. Well, it's a full body thing. I mean, it's, you're just the, the kicking, the pat, and just the balancing, the, the stabilization you have to do is nuts. Yeah, it's incredible for your core. It's just great for your whole body. There's really, uh, it's one of the best exercises out there mostly. And the reason I love it so much is because I don't realize how hard I'm working at it. Until I get out of the lagoon. Oh, there you go. So it's, you you know, as a good buddy of mine says, exercise in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of exercise is when you think you're not exercising. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yep. So, the, uh, what was that? The shake weight thing. <laughs> it's like time just flies by, man. Charlie, you watch too much late night TV. Um, Doug, <laughs> so you're doing a lot of stuff out at the park. You're currently building a, a, microbrewery correct that's correct we uh we want to add uh some alcoholic beverages that was actually i think our number one request people getting out of the water just wanted a beer well so. that was my request at ten thirty in the morning yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that's so. unusual you would think you knew a guy yeah so you're gonna start is it gonna be like an i mean when your last name is Coors and you decide to make beer somewhere does it rely on a family recipe or, or do the guys in colorado go hey man what are you doing we got to be in on this. Yeah, well, I think it has a lot to do with uh, with the different um, state laws in different states. So uh, we felt our best option for having beer at the surf park was to to build a brewery. And that's so, hot so. right now in Austin. I mean, craft brew and just go, having the brewery experience is is pretty popular. It's, it's huge. It, it's great, and it's it's catch. You know, it's been growing since the 80s and uh and, and austin's just becoming one of the greatest places um you know following in the footsteps of of oregon and california and colorado and others uh texas is becoming a real powerhouse in the in the microbrewery realm and it is wonderful when you can go to a different place or a different town and, and get something that's tasting a little different and kind of get a flavor for for what the local scene is so we we hope to have some pretty Unique beers. We have a wonderful uh, head brewer, and we're going to have some, yeah, we have some good family support in terms of uh, technology or, or helping out if, we're, if we run into problems. But the sure. uh, reality is, is that 
we'll just make some good local surf beer for everybody. Nice. Do um do career surfers and people that are really um you know that spend a lot of time surfing do they say the waves at inland remind them of a specific location because i mean a wave it's all water but i imagine you travel enough and you think you know waves have personalities or, or shapes or, or distinctions to people think say hey this reminds me of yeah so the two comparisons we've had most were our um snappers which is in the australia and the gold coast and uh lowers which is in southern california it's uh uh, but we have, it's just a long point break. You, you can surf for over 35 seconds, um, without stopping. It's a little bit, you know, here like tanker surfing where you go five miles. It's not that long, but it feels that long by the time you're, you're finishing up the wave. So Charlie, we, we about an hour ago had a conversation with the state Senator about tanker surfing, which what the hell is tanker surfing? <laughs> uh, I'll let Doug explain. Well, essentially if the, if the wind conditions and the, and the, or correct or in the right spot you can these tankers go back and forth i think through galveston bay right and they create a, a large wake um and then they they essentially break on the on the shore and you take a, a motorboat out there and get pulled out to near the tanker it's yeah, you're probably a few hundred yards away from the tanker and you jump on a, a wave and you can ride it for i think five miles or something what? like that i i have yet to do tanker surfing but i'm looking forward to it you, you we both got an invitation today so we just need to put it on the calendar it kind of seems like public transportation in a way <laughs> it's like oh yeah we can get you there i mean that's i've never heard of such a thing tanker know. surfing if, i don't know interesting interesting so what's been your favorite place in the world to surf I think I think Hawaii. I don't think you can yeah. beat Hawaii, honestly. Um, but I haven't been everywhere, and I haven't been to some more exotic locations. Um, I think uh, I think just based on the temperature and the water clarity, and um, you know all the different spots you can go or, or find. Basically, any time of year, you can go find a wave in Hawaii just because you can circle around the island until you see something. Right. You ever banged yourself up real bad? You ever had a uh an injury <laughs> i've been pretty lucky i've never had anything major i've had you know scrapes and cuts and some bruises and um yeah things that knocked the wind out of me or whatever but um the nice thing is you had a board to hang on to and and you go when i was surfing earlier on i, I was a water polo player in high school so i, I felt really comfortable in the water. Oh, okay mm. uh, so i still do feel comfortable in the water uh, hmm. i just and i, I kind of think Surfing in Hawaii, I was thinking of those movies where if you go on to someone else's favorite surf spot and you're not a local, it seems like one of the most dangerous ways was to get beat up by a rogue surfer gang. I think, you know, I've heard, though. no, well, it's, <laughs> I guess there's some truth to that, maybe. I I think it's, again, a go, I'll take it back to respect, you know. I If you go out there with a respectful attitude, and you have, and that's why I was trying to find someone I know to go with because you don't you don't want to go into a place that you're not familiar with and cause problems. And a lot of times, those people at those breaks um, are more worried about your safety and and not having to go save you yeah. than they are mm. about you taking their waves. It's, right. it's more respectful to say, "Hey, yeah, show me show me the ropes here. Don't don't just go out and put yourself in danger and cause problems for everybody else." Hmm. Let us come back to respect. Yeah. So where did you surf in Spain? 
I surfed in San Sebastian. Where, uh, <sighs> yeah, I thought that's where I've been there. Say. The, the home I love of, that place. of Wave Garden Technology. But Is the, that really it's where? It's an amazing town. Yeah, just outside of uh, San Sebastian. Yeah. Pinchos. Pinchos on Thursday. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's where I went when I was uh, um, in college. My friends and I, we wanted to run with the Bulls. And so we went and we stayed in San Sebastian leading up. And we just took a bus or the train from San Sebastian to Pamplona. And then we went back there. I mean, that was the most remarkable place. The beaches. My beautiful. God, the beaches. Absolutely the beautiful. beautiful women on the beaches. I, I mean, didn't notice. Just everything. And, and they remind us a, a crucial piece of uh, swimwear that, that most Americans wear. It's, it, they only buy the bottom half <laughs> of their swimsuit. And I thought San Sebastian was just in that. So this Wave Gin, the guy who, that was the company that was working on the Wave technology that you use at Inland? Correct. Yeah. So it's called Wave Garden, and they they were out of Spain. They're a sports, uh, been in sports marketing and sports entertainment for a number of years, and the founder is a, a very uh, you know top notch engineer as well. And so we kind of hit it off. I'm not. I wouldn't say terribly eccentric, but I don't know because I don't speak Spanish well enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the ramifications? I mean, I feel like. Maybe, yeah, you went to San Sebastian, they were working on this, and you wanted to harness that to make these make a surf park, but what are the ramifications now that you, you've, you know, in all intents and purposes, mastered it and figured out how to do it? Is it to take them other places, or, or I mean, do people, are people approaching you wanting your technology, saying, well, you know, can we, can we use it? Yeah, well, all of the above, right? And I think, I, I kind of think of it as it's a new industry, it's a little bit like when chairlifts were put on the mountains. Before, it was all people that lived in the mountains or nearby the mountains that would go up and ski, and they would hike up the mountain, and they'd ski down, and you'd need a, a local guide, and you'd need to know where you're going, and um, it was a little bit of danger um, mm-hmm. knowing the snow conditions and, and the wind conditions and everything. And then chairlifts came about, and... Uh, now all of a sudden anybody can go up the mountain and ski down. And, right. and I'm sure it scared everyone who was a skier that who are these yahoos coming up to <laughs> check out this chairlift, right? And so it's a little bit similar uh, to that in surfing. You know, it's a surf park and there's a lot of skepticism around whether it's real surfing or how it, how it pertains to surfing the ocean. But our goal is to just be as responsible as possible and create an industry where it's symbiotic with with ocean surfing you know people still do extreme skiing i'm looking at the screensaver here and i know a few people that would take some of those lines can you name uh, that mountain range i mean i have no idea <laughs> i won't be able to tell you if you're correct but I'm just thinking anyway, just make it up we're now. looking at a very rocky mountain range with a little bit of snow <laughs> on it and uh and so those you know like the big wave surfers they deserve a lot of respect because they're doing some really uh, amazing things and and have to take amazing care of themselves to do it well right um, but if you're, if you want to be a casual surfer and come out and surf once a week or once a month, or just try it out or see if you like it or not, then, uh, Inland's a perfect place to do that. Absolutely. So it is now end of May, almost the beginning or end of sorry, April, end of April. And these days are running. You're trying to make it the end of May, aren't you? Yeah. You're I'm just like, trying to survive the legislative yeah. session. No doubt about it. Uh, end of April, beginning of May. Uh, what's what's the summer holding store out of Inland? Well, the neat thing is so we spent the last few months uh, p- performing some uh, upgrades and some improvements to the lagoons. We still have some same great waves, 
Uh, we added a new section called Boogie Bay that we're going to introduce boogie boarding to people who may be a little bit uh, put off by the <laughs> whole um, challenge of, of surfing uh, as they know it. So boogie boarding is going to be available. Uh, we have uh, a different uh, bay section and inside section now. So we'll have the same great waves with, you know, three different, four different uh, levels now. And uh, we brought everybody much closer to the action. So we have a really uh, neat um, new viewing areas. And the, the brewery is going to be an amazing place to watch. Um, and we have our Blue Prairie restaurants going to be opening back up and our surf shop ready to go with lots of apparel and surfboards and all the gear people need. So we're, we're just gearing up for another wonderful season. Ready to go. And what are the typical hours of operation? Uh, well, they'll vary throughout the week, but typically it'll be about 10 to 7. And then uh, it'll change as the hours get longer and the days get longer. Gotcha. Very good. And, and so tell us that website once again so people can go <laughs> online and, and check out these waves before they book their trip to Austin, Texas to come out to Inland. Yeah, it's inlandsurfpark.com. So it's N-L-A-N-D-S-U-R-F-P-A-R-K.com. All right. My wife will absolutely vouch for that place. She can't get enough of it. She really can't. Well, Doug Coors, thanks for coming to the studio today. Thanks for coming on the Trey Blocker Show. Come back anytime. We look forward to surfing out at the park. Thank you guys for having me. This has been the Trey Blocker Show. Download episodes at treyblocker.com or from your favorite podcasting app. And stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>